that. Yeah, and so um, that's how I found out how you hide a dead body. Oh, okay. Yeah. How did you find that out? Well, I can't tell you now because we're recording. Oh. Oh, oh, okay. I don't know where we're going with this. Anyway, welcome <laughs> to Crime Couple, the podcast where we talk about heinous murders and other crimes. Yeah, yeah. So this week we're doing Killer Kids. Yeah. Um, kids who kill. Yeah. Uh, is yours a doozy this week? Yeah, I'm actually really excited about mine. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Mine mine was, uh, he's just more sick, more of a bully, but eventually obviously got worse, but hmm. yeah. I don't know if this might not be, this one might not be as gnarly as yours. We shall see. Yeah, yeah, we shall. Okay, so you did, um. Uh, I went first last time, so it's your turn. Okay, um, so I will be talking about um, all the way from Savona, New York. Everyone, please welcome Eric Smith. We're not clapping for this dude. The child killer. No, we're not clapping for him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> so uh, I watched a documentary on this guy. That's our dog, by the way. Yeah, he's barking at nothing. Um, I watched a documentary on this kid mm-hmm. when I was, like, in high school. Oh, yeah. And I just remember, like, it made me physically ill, like, hearing about it. So, like, ever since then, I've been super... Just every time I hear about this case, I'm always like, oh, I know that one. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And I knew, like, I already knew I wanted to do this one. I, fit. I had that... It was like that for me and Ted Bundy whenever I had a class in high school. Um, we talked about, like, crime and, like, punishment and stuff like that, and, like, the history of it. And then Ted Bundy seemed to be the biggest one that we talked about a lot, except I thought I knew a lot about him until we watched that documentary on Netflix. Turns out I didn't know enough. <laughs> yeah. Or like I thought I did. <clears throat> He's a messed up dude. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, Eric Smith, on August 2nd, are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay. On August 2nd, 1993... Four-year-old Derek Roby was on his way um, to a summer day camp at their local park in Savona, New York, um, when he was lured into a small wooded area next to an open field. So um, later that day, his mom went to pick him up at the day camp and realized that he wasn't there, and he hadn't been there all day. So she obviously called the police. Um, And his dead body, a few hours later, his dead body was found um, lying face up with his left sneaker next to his right hand and his right sneaker next to his left hand. What? Yeah, really weird. Um, So, like, someone obviously, like, well, Eric Smith obviously did that for some reason, but Mm -hmm. we don't know why he did that. Um, So, his cause of death, he had been, um, four-year-old Derek Roby had been strangled to death and he had had his head smashed in with two different rocks that were lying nearby. Mm. Um, and this murder is really sad because um, when you w- watch documentaries and stuff, Derek Roby is the cutest little kid ever. Like, he is just so adorable. Uh, and it's just so sad. And, like, my job, I work with primarily four-year-olds, so I couldn't even imagine 
<clears throat> that happening to one of them. But also, like, why would you let your kid walk by himself at four years old? Yeah. To, well, this is, I that mean. That kind of happens in my story, too. That's weird. Yeah. Did you do Eric Smith? No. <laughs> Remember we, I know, we discussed I know. this. It was a joke. I was kidding. Yeah. Um, so uh, the lunchbox that Derek had been carrying <clears throat> was opened and lying next to his dead body. And the banana inside of it had been smashed on the ground and the red Kool-Aid inside had been poured into his head wounds. Ew. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, um, okay, are you ready? Are you ready for this? Uh, no, but keep going. Um, yeah. A stick had been um, inserted into Derek's anus and t- to, the point, oh, what? to the point where it poked him in the heart. What? To That's en- not a stick. To ensure his death. That is... To make that sure he disgusting. was, yeah, make sure he was dead. This was a four-year-old? Yes. Oh, I guess it wouldn't take that long of a stick then. Okay. So far. Well, I just mean the torso no, you're is right. shorter. Yeah, they're, uh, they're little. Yeah. Yeah. But why in the. I don't know. In the That's butthole. Like, yeah. you could put it anywhere. I don't. I don't know. Okay, but. Um, so four days after they found Derek's body, 13-year-old Eric Smith walked into the police command center in town, and he offered to help the police with the case. said, hey, if you need any information, I can help you. Um, so they were like, oh, yeah, this is great. Like, you're a young kid. You might know some things. Uh, we would love your help. And the investigators on the case, they had talked to him numerous times, and they never had any idea that he was involved in any way. Um, and there was a... I was watching this one documentary, and they said that um, at one point they had gone over to Eric's house to talk to him. And when they were talking to him about um, the little boy being dead, he got really, really upset. And, like, started crying or something. So um, his dad brought him a glass of Kool-Aid and set it down next to him to, like, you know, help him calm down and stuff. He could drink it. Mm. And he, like, picked the glass up and threw it Mm. across the room. So that was, like, the lead investigator saw that. And he was like, okay, something's happened. Because you remember the Kool-Aid was poured into Derek's head wounds. So... He was like, hmm, interesting. And at this point, they thought that he had just been traumatized somehow. Like, he had seen something and was, you know, like, emotionally scarred. They had no idea that he was, you know, the one who killed him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, Eric told the investigators that he had been riding his bike. He was on his way to the same day camp that Derek was. And he was on his bike. Um and he was riding by the open field when he saw Derek walk into the woods right before he was killed. Um, so the investigators had Derek reenact, or sorry, they had Eric reenact um, him riding his bike past the field so they could like see the angles and stuff, like mm-hmm. where exactly what year he was. was. Ninety two oh, or okay. three. Ninety uh, three. Oh okay. ninety three. Um 
Yeah, so they did that, and then they realized um, after the reenactment, they were like, there's no way he could have seen. Because he, when they were asking him questions about it, he described, like, oh, yeah, he was carrying a lunchbox. Like, he, um, uh, I don't know, you know, just details. And they realized from, like, the reenactment that there's no way he could have seen that from that far away. Yeah. Because it was a pretty big open field. Um, and the wooded area was, like, pretty far off the road mm-hmm. where Eric said he was riding his bike. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So, um, five days after the murder, they buried buried little Derek Roby in his baseball uniform. Mm. Yeah, sad. Poor little guy. Um, yeah, it was really sad. Uh, so, two days after the burial, Eric finally confessed to the murder. Um, he confessed to his parents. He um, told his mom, according to his godfather, he told his mom, um, I'm sorry, mom, I killed that little boy. So later that night, Eric's families contacted authorities. They came and got him. Is that the end of the story? No, (laughs) no. Um, I was going to say there's a... And that's the end. Uh. No, I'm just kidding. Um, So two years later... Um, in 1994, Eric was convicted of second-degree murder and sentenced to the maximum term that was available at the time for juvenile murders, and that was a minimum of nine years to life in prison. Hmm. And um, what's so shocking about, like, the murder is that, or, you know, the fact that he is a 13-year-old boy is just, if you see him, like, he does not look 13. He looks like maybe 10. Oh, so he looks younger. Than yeah, oh, he huh. looks like a little kid himself. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so um, he got convicted, was in jail, and while he was in jail, he wrote an apology letter to Derek's family. And um, in the letter, he said, I know my actions have caused a terrible loss for the Roby family, and for that, I am truly sorry. I've tried to think as much as possible about what Derek will never experience. His 16th birthday, Christmas, any time, owning his, ho- his own house, graduating, going to college, getting married, his first child. If I could go back in time, I would switch places with Derek and endure all the pain I've caused him. If it meant that he could go on living, I'd switch places, but I can't. So that right there, to me, shows that Either he is not a sociopath or he is a really good sociopath because he either genuinely feels bad for what he's done or he's just faking. But why did he do it then? Well, I'll get to that. Um, So during interviews with the police after he was arrested, Eric said that um, he had been bullied a lot in school for his looks. And if you look at him, I mean, you can, you know, you could see how he would easily be bullied. He, yeah. he had bright, bright natural... Hamlet! No one wants to play with your squeaky ball right now. He had um, red natural hair, like super like fluorescent. Is that the right word? Neon? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, well, I wouldn't say fluorescent. He doesn't glow in the dark. Maybe he does. We don't know. <laughs> um but yeah, it's, I mean, even today, redheads get made fun of, so, um, yeah, he got made fun of for that. He has thick-ass bifocals, huge, huge glasses, like, his ears are, like, you know, 
sit really low and are big and stuff. So, I mean, he just, he looks like a, like a stereotypical geek. Uh-huh. Um, he also had a speech impediment and was bullied for that. Um, he got held back a year in school, was bullied even more for that. And he also told the police that um, he was bullied by his father and his sister. Like, they both bullied him oh, at home. that's bad. Yeah, and um, that his father was physically abusive. Mm. It's usually where it starts. Yeah. So, um, during the trial, a psychiatrist actually diagnosed him with, um, with intermittent explosive disorder. So, if you know anything about that, it just means that you have these extreme outbursts of aggression that are like misplaced like they're not appropriate for um like the setting you're in you just have these random outbursts of extreme anger what it's called intermittent explosive disorder oh i usually have that but that usually means i have to go to the bathroom (laughs) 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 which Explains a lot um, uh, with this case, especially if he has that on top of being bullied all the time. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We get it. You poop a lot. <laughs> um, Everybody poops. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he had this disorder, and he was being bullied all the time. And, I mean... It was hard for them to diagnose this because it's so rare for someone so young to have the disorder because he was 13, and that usually doesn't happen that young. So, um, I mean, he probably would have gotten in trouble, like, even if he grew up in the perfect household, he had the most loving family, like, had, you know, a great social life, he would still struggle because of the disorder. Um, So on top of all those environmental influences it makes it 10 times worse and um I saw in a documentary that when he would have these bursts of anger like he would try so hard to control it and um his dad would get like really frustrated with him and just like hit him oh yeah so obviously that didn't help the disorder whatsoever um so yeah and uh so eight years after the conviction in 2002 um, Eric was up for parole for the first time. Um, and from 2002 to 2018, he has been up for parole nine times and denied each time. Huh. Um, and he's eligible for parole in 2020. Oh, so, but, I mean, he did kill somebody, though. I mean, no, I know. I, I mean, he did violently kill a four-year-old, but if you look at it from, like, the psychological perspective, it's so sad. Yeah, but what, I mean, what happens if we let him out into the world again and then it right. happens again? I mean, that's why he's yeah. been denied parole so many times. But if you, like, watch interviews of him today, mm-hmm. um, he's, what, uh, math, 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 like, almost, what, 40 years old? Yeah, he'll be 40 years old in 2020. And he, like, in interviews today, he talks about, he's like, I... You know, there's no excuse for what I did. It was terrible what I did. Like, what I did was monstrous, and, like, I think about it every day. So he obviously, like, shows remorse for it. That doesn't mean he should be released. But at the same time, he is mentally ill, you know? And 
he finally just got to the point where he snapped and he took all of his anger and frustration out on this innocent little boy because he knew he could yeah that's sick yeah it's sick and it's very sad so he only had this one murder yeah just just the one little boy and that was it which is one too many but well yeah yeah right i mean if you look at his life it's that whole nature versus nurture aspect he was definitely nurtured to be violent yeah well i mean he had the disorder so that is nature, but his environment didn't help him in the least. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is part of the argument, but don't you think some of that, some of that happens from your like, like the behavior happens, you know, from his father beating him and stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's well, you like said he was born with a disorder. Like, yeah, you well, think that was caused by. No, I mean disorders yeah. that you have are. I mean they are just like a, a part of you. They just develop in you. I mean, oh, they're, okay. yeah, so that's they're you can they develop them based off of your, um, you know, like environment, yeah, society okay. and okay. stuff. But if he developed this disorder, you know, because of his environment and then the environment continued getting even worse, yeah, then that just, you know, right. propelled the disorder. So it's sad. I mean, he's just the ultimate product of his environment. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's gross. So yeah. he's still where? Where? Uh, um, where's the? Do you know where he's in jail? Yeah, I read it. He's hmm. at some correctional facility in some state uh, in the United States. Just, you know what? Uh, this reminded me of is, uh, it's similar to the, that story in, uh, Mindhunter we were watching oh, with yeah. the guy. I mean, he was an older guy, but he like killed the girl on the way back from school and she was like by herself. Oh yeah. 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 The power line guy. Yeah. 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 That one. Um, he is in, I don't know. I can't oh, find it. Okay. I I read I, it. I was just wondering. I just wondered. It's on just, uh, Wikipedia for yeah. sure. Edit question. Um, okay. Well, so I have my dude. Yes, yes. Uh, his name was Jesse Pomeroy. Clinton Correctional Facility. Just throwing that out there oh. in New York. Oh, okay. It's a medium security prison for mm-hmm. males. Mm. All right. Anyway. Okay. Jesse. Jesse Pomeroy. Pomeroy. And he also was dubbed the names of the Boston Boy Fiend. Ooh. Uh, or just the Boy Fiend. The Boy Torturer and the Inhuman Scamp. Oh. Um, so these took place uh, in like, a, well, he was born in 1859, November 29th, 1859. Hmm. So uh, these took place way back when. Uh, he was the son of Thomas and Ruth Pomeroy, and this was in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, so his troubles growing up, he was larger in size um, than others in his age. He apparently had epileptic, epileptic seizures, and he was uh, born with a white membrane over his right eye. What? So... You know, he was obviously made fun of in school just because kids are 
kids are mean and horrible. Did they have school back then? Uh, I'm like sure. One room schoolhouses, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they had something. Hmm. Uh, that I don't know. But he was, he was definitely made fun of and bullied. And then, just like yours, he experienced physical abuse by his father growing up. Uh, this included being taken out to the outhouse. He was stripped naked, and he was struck with a belt. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's dads. Of, don't know. beat your children. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we know with ser- serial killers, they have problems with their moms too. So, yeah, it comes from both sides. The uh, before Pomeroy's tenth birthday. His mom apparently had some songbirds in her uh, in their house, and he killed the songbirds by tearing their heads off. <gasps> oh my and God. was later caught torturing the cat's neighbors with a knife. <laughs> the cat's neighbors. Oh, I mean the neighbors' <laughs> cats. The neighbors' cats. No, his yeah. neighbors were cats. No, oh, what? His neighbors were cats, okay. and their neighbors is who he killed. Oh yeah, yeah. We, well, he was torturing the neighbors. The, the birds were the ones he tore the heads off of. Yeah. No, I switched up, yeah. Okay, wait. Okay, I've, that is butchered. <laughs> he yeah. was tearing heads off of birds and torturing the neighbor's cats. Right, with a knife, with a knife. Oh, come on. And here we go, into the first victim. So, poor little four-year-old William Payne, P-A-I-N-E, um, yeah, sure. So back then, obviously, you know, even our parents, you know, talk about it in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And, um, they were running around when they were little kids, not a worry in the world. You know what I mean? Well, my dad was like a full-grown adult then. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. But, I mean, when he was young, he didn't, you know. Yeah, right. Uh, they just did whatever. Yeah, my, my dad in the 80s, he talks about how he used to ride his bike everywhere. And just like Stranger Things, I know that's a show, but... Kids did that back then, and yep. it wasn't such a big deal because we didn't have so many fucking psychos running around. Sure. And, well, probably we were less aware, too. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, back to the story. So, four-year-old Will, William Payne, he was, uh, he was found in an isolated outhouse of Powderhorn Hill on, uh, in, I'm sorry, in 1871. He was hanging from a rope tied to his wrist, semi-undressed, and suffering from hypothermia. Oh. He was hit repeatedly with an unconfirmed blunt, blunt object. The other three were younger kids, uh, or sorry, there were three more younger kids said they lured, uh, they had been lured into the same place from a kid with brown hair who fondled himself <gasps> while he tortured them. So this is obviously turning into some weird what type of yeah that just makes me wonder um what his dad did to him in the outhouse yeah yeah uh i didn't see anything uh like i you know i read obviously a couple things and they said that he was just tortured they didn't or like you know beaten they didn't Hmm. there was nothing that was referring to right right, right. but who knows it was so long ago yeah i mean who knows yeah uh, so the news, the new, he was all over the news. Uh, well, in uh, the TV papers, news, yeah, in the papers, yeah, um, in the print, yeah, and they had, um, they had a five hundred dollar reward, which was probably like gold back then. Yeah, uh, to someone that would 
you know, or someone that knew who it was. Probably or wasn't be... gold. It was probably just worth a lot of money. What? Wait, what? Yeah, I was saying $500 was probably like a lot to them back then. Oh. That's what I was saying. Oh, okay. I was saying it was literal gold. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, anyways, they, so they would give $500 to anyone who would lead that could lead them to an arrest. Hmm. And on July 20th, 1872, two days before Pomeroy tortured his last victim in Powderhorn Hill, he apparently received his most severe beating by his father. Uh, His mom, Ruth, she said she had enough, and she took her kids and left the father. About time, Ruth. It's in South Boston where Jesse's attacks actually became more violent and frequent. So she thought she was saving this kid, but it turns out he's already sick and twisted. Uh, his mother owned her own dressmaking shop, and his brother, his older, he had an older brother, sold newspapers. But apparently uh, where they moved wasn't, wasn't too far so that she could still own this dressmaking shop and mm. do what she had to do. Right. Uh, so there's this next vista victim. His name was uh, George Pratt. He reportedly scratched George with, George with his nails, stabbed him with a needle, and bit chunks out of his cheeks and his butt cheeks. What the Yeah, fuck? yeah, I don't, that's, it's weird. Uh, I don't have an age on... Oh, I, I do have an age later on some of these. Uh, Harry Austin was the next one. Uh, he was apparently stabbed with a pocket knife, and Pomeroy attempted to cut off his dong. Huh. So... Was he hungry? Uh, yeah, maybe he wanted some sausage. Ew. No hot dog. <laughs> All right, anyway... He attempted. Uh, yeah, he attempted. He didn't. Joseph Kennedy was the next one. Uh, slashed his face and forced him his head into salt water. So he apparently, like, you know, like, hurt, slashed his face, opened wounds, and then put salt water on his oh, face and stuff. to sadistic. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, Robert Gould, Gould, uh, G-O-U-L-D is the next one. Uh, slashed his scalp, also tended to slash his throat and kill him, but was saved by other people near and allowed Robert to get away. Uh, So the other people didn't see Pomeroy. Uh, They just, like, Jesse heard and ran away. So, unfortunately, still nobody knew who it was at this time. Uh, But Robert was able to actually give a description. Uh, He said he was a big boy with a milky eye. The police had Gould, Gould, I'm not sure how to say his name exactly, but Robert, go through Boston schools to locate the boy and identify his attacker. Pomeroy had finally caught, was finally caught by police and confessed to his tortures and was threatened to, have, to live in Westboro Boys Reform School until he turned 18 years old. Uh, he, but he apparently demonstrated good behavior through the institution and was let out a little early. Uh, his mother was convinced that he was framed, as, you know, as any mother would think. Right. Uh, so now, poor little Katie Curran. 
So he he went to his mom's shop, and uh, he was I think he was helping her or something. And this was in March eighteenth, eighteen seventy four. So there was ten year old Katie. Uh, she came into Ruth's shop. She asked if they carried notebooks, which I don't know why you would ask uh, in a dressmaking shop if they carried notebooks. Um, no. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. She's only 10, too. It was back but, in the day. Yeah. Never know. And maybe it was the only one nearby, and she's like, hey, by any chance, do you have some? Uh, I'm not sure. Pomeroy said to uh, that, he, yeah, sure, we got some downstairs. Um, can you come down with me see if we have any left? And then in the cellar, Pomeroy slashed her throat and stabbed her genitals repeatedly to show her, to see how she would react. Well, not well. Yeah. Well, yeah, poor little girl. Then he hid the body under a pile of ashes behind a water closet, washed himself, and returned to work. And then after, so this is in his mom's dressmaking shop. He hid her. Ugh. Yeah. He would then try to lure little boys into the same, you know, using the same little spiel. Yeah. And they they were they didn't fall for it. Um, the, actually, the parents would pull them away because they knew of his reputation from like having to go to the school and stuff. Oh. Yeah. So huh. his their parents were like, no, fuck no, get back over here. Don't talk to that kid. Don't talk to that milky eye freak. Well. Don't say that because that's what leads to his behavior. But I didn't say anything. Aww. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what you're saying is he would have killed me. No. Because I, I made fun of his eye. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if he killed. I think these were just random. These were probably kids he knew he could. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so the next one was Horace Millen. Uh, he was four years old. He was found in a marsh outside of the city. Uh, Pomeroy was arrested. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. So this is how they... They obviously kind of, like... They kind of knew of his, like, his reputation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so there was actually footprints found in the marsh that matched the shoes of Pomeroy, and then they matched the same way he planted his feet. Which is, I mm. mean... <laughs> you know, back then, like, they had to go off. Yeah. Footprints and only footprints because they can't take blood samples and stuff. They don't have that right. technology. What an idiot. Yeah. And walking. Uh, yeah, so, and then shortly after, uh, after this happened, Ruth was forced to sell the shop because her landlord sold the property. Um, and, you know, he was, I, I uh, shit, I forgot. He, he sold the property, but then she had to obviously sell her shop because she couldn't be there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever they were cleaning everything out, they found <gasps> they Katie's. Found body. Yeah. And this was on July 18th. So, you know, March 18th is when she was killed, July 18th. So. Oh, yeah. how did they not? I don't know how they didn't smell or didn't think. I, I have no idea. That's what I was wondering the whole time. How, especially, like, there was no AC back then. Yeah. Like, so, Did and this he... was in the summer. Ooh. So, it's, yeah. it's got to be just stinking just and hot. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, the ashes. She was under the ashes, so I don't know if that, like, uh-huh. covered it up a lot. Yeah. But I, at some point, you got to think that it you stunk would, You some, would think. Yeah. But I guess not if she was buried. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how far. I mean, yeah. yeah. But so... Uh, Pomeroy later confessed because investigators told him that Ruth and Jesse's older brother would also be arrested because they would be accomplices to the murder. So Jesse's like, no, 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 I did it. Uh, don't take, don't bring my mom and brother into this. Uh, and they obviously didn't know. Yeah. And so this was apparently an apparent conversation between Pomeroy and the officer. And this was, so that boy, Horace, that he killed, they apparently had him in a room. And Jesse said, so the officer took him there to see him. And the officer said, do you know this boy? Pomeroy said, yes, sir. Officer said, did you kill him? Pomeroy said, I suppose I did. Officer, how did you get the blood off of the knife? Pomeroy, I stuck it in the mud. So... (laughs) I mean, he pretty I'll much remember is, that. He was just pretty, what? I'll remember that. What? <laughs> You're sick. <laughs> Guys. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so he pretty much confessed. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, so Pomeroy was on trial for Millen's murder and not Katie Curran's. Uh, I thought just you were going to say Katie Couric. Oh, no. Just because they had, because he had a confession for um, Millen and like yeah. you know, he pretty much already said that, and you know, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, why they didn't do it for Katie, I have no idea. Be even though, like, they don't really have any proof. Well, it's kind of leading to that way. But they yeah. can't just assume. Yeah, that's true. Poor Katie, though. The law get, system yeah. sucks even in the 1800s. But yeah. So, anyways, in February 1875, uh, he was sentenced to death by hanging, which was the only charge at the time for this. Uh, he is known in history as the youngest person to ever be tried as, or I think convicted as an adult. Hmm. Uh, the execution was delayed for a year, and his sentence was charged to life in solitary confinement after two governors refused to sign the death warrant just because of his age. So for the next 41 years, uh, he only knew the guards, and his mom, Ruth, would visit him once a month until she passed away. Yikes. Uh, In 1971, Pomeroy finally, because he was in solitary confinement, he was able to uh, join the rest of the prisoners in, like, in jail. Yeah. You know, this was towards the end of his life. And then in 1929, he was moved to a a prison farm due to his deteriorating health. He finally died of natural causes in 1932 uh, at 72 years old. Hmm. So now we get into his known victims. And um, so I have their ages here and why why and how they were murdered. Or not why, sorry. We already, already know why he was just sick, but how. So, 
And these are just his known ones. Uh, so in December 26, 1871, it was the William Payne. He was four. He was tortured by beating. Wait, how old would Jesse have been then? Uh, when were the... Uh, 69, you said? He, uh, he, or he was, 59? Yeah, he was born in 59. And then his first one was in 1871. You said 12? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, so then the next ones were 1872, uh, February 22nd, uh, Tracy Hayden was seven, tortured by whipping... May 20th, Robert Mayer, 8, tortured by beating. So, it, I mean, it obviously started um, more mild than killing. Yeah. I think, well, he, oh, he did kill the, uh, the animals, the birds. I bet he wet the bed and um, set fires, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe, I don't know. Yep. Didn't say anything about setting fires, but. He wet the hay bed. Yeah, but it did. He did torture the animals. What's that called? The McDonald Triad or something? Uh, I'm not sure. McDo- Mc. Yeah. I don't know. Kay. Anyways, uh, so July 22nd, Johnny Balk, Balk probably seven, uh, tortured by beating, uh, just like the previous victim. They matched those two together. Like they, it was the same, same thing. August 17, George Pratt, 7, tortured by whipping, sticking a needle in his chest, cheek, arm, and genitals, biting off pieces of his face and buttocks, and scratching his skin. Uh, September 5th, my birthday, except many years before. Harry Austin, 6. Wait, you mean you're not 200 years old? No. no. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be 200 years old. Well, I'm bad at math, so. Okay. Uh, Harry Austin tortured by beating, slashing, and stabbing under his arms and shoulder blades. Also attempted to cut off his dong. Penis, sorry. September 11th, Joseph Kennedy, seven, tortured by beating, stabbing, and pouring salt water into his stab wounds, like I said. Uh, September 17th, Robert Gold, five, uh, he was tortured by beating and slashing his scalp. Intended to kill by slashing his throat. And then now, so the, uh, the weird thing is, is there's a time gap in between all this. So then there's 1874 now where, so like, um, did he quit for a year or something? Maybe that was in the move. But then we jump to 1874. And then we have Katie Curran. She's 10. Fatally slashed her throat, stabbed her abdomen, abdomen and genitals post mortem. Yeah, and then April, Harry Field, six attempted. Uh, didn't really have a date or anything. Just that was all it said. Attempted. And then we have the final one, April twenty two, twenty second. Sorry, Horace Millen, four slashed her throat. Earth Point. Day. Slashed his throat to the point of near decapitation, stabbed six times in the chest, and partially castrated post-mortem. Aye. And oh, poor little four-year-old. Yeah. And that was obviously what led to his arrest. So this kid was a sick motherfucker. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. I looked up um, a picture 
of pictures of him yeah oh yeah and like his adult version i think if they made a movie like based on him Mm -hmm. his adult um character like the the adult grown-up version of jesse yeah should be played by joaquin phoenix you think so yeah i saw those pictures i know what you're talking about but i didn't yeah. Oh, yeah. You see it? Uh, yeah, I could see Joaquin Phoenix doing that. Yeah. Except, but they wouldn't really, I don't, there wouldn't be a reason to really show his adult life in, in prison. Well, I mean, didn't right. he get free after like 50-some years? No. Or 40-some? I mean, he um, got out of solitary confinement. But he was still in prison. Solida- solitary? Solitary. Sol- but solitary. he was in... He was still in prison. Yeah. He was just joining the other people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They could yeah. show that oh. in a hypothetical movie that I'm directing in my head. Oh. oh, okay. It just seems more, you would focus more on his, you know, his younger years where he actually committed the crimes. Because yeah. it would be boring just to kind of see a movie of somebody just sitting in a jail cell all the time. I would like it. Oh, okay. So, anyways, yeah, that's my person. Wow. This week. It's an interesting topic. I like yeah. talking about um, children who kill because it's so, they're so young. Yeah. You know, they have to be so damaged in order to do something so heinous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially like yeah. this person, like yours just had one. This was right. many. He was a serial killer. Uh,. Serial, uh, he had two confirmed kills. Well, if is he is that serial, if he killed all those people that no, he tortured them. Oh, he didn't kill them. No, oh. did you not? I thought he tortured them and then like killed oh, them. Oh, no, 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 they were just oh. tortured. Well, they didn't have security cameras and stuff back then to yeah, know where this kid is. Who it exactly is. Two deaths that we know of. Yeah, two deaths that we know of. Hmm. Well, no, you said the Horace kid, the Katie girl, and then... The other one was just attempted. Who was the one he, like, almost decapitated? Horace. Oh, that was Horace, okay. Oh. I get it now. Yeah. So. Hmm. All right, well, that was that. Yeah. That was our uh, killer kids. Yeah. Uh, what's next? Mm, I don't know. What do you want to do? Uh, I don't know. Unsolved. Um, yeah. Do unsolved. Yeah, sure. Okay, let's do unsolved. Okay. Can it mystery or murder or? You know, what? let's just do anything. Unsolved. unsolved anything. Strange. Okay. Yeah. You know, I have an unsolved one. Deaths. Okay, I have an unsolved one. You know it, but I think it's so interesting. Does it... No. We'll save it. I totally know what you're talking about. Like, I just know. What? I'm not going to say it. Oh, okay. Because you said no. Okay. I just think it's it's interesting. It's an interesting one. And maybe nobody's heard of it yet, so... Hmm. Actually listens to this for some reason. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why you're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone. I got so much feedback after we like you know first mm-hmm. posted all of our things and yeah. said like listen to our podcast like right. so many people were like you know my coworkers, my classmates um you know other people were like i listened to your podcast i liked it a lot oh really 
Yeah. yeah. So yeah, for real, we do appreciate. Anything. Yeah, it's so cool, and I was um, getting so many um, suggestions too. Like okay, like that's, you should do this, you should do this. Yeah. So that's what I was going to actually get to is anybody that wants to um, you know email us or yeah. anything um, have suggestions or questions. Um, you guys can email at least me at B Wilkerson. Uh, so that's B W I L K E R S O N at crimecouple.com. Uh, I don't know if you want to, Caitlin. Yeah. yeah. So Caitlin, I don't uh, know what it is, but yeah. oh, okay. email it's, me. It's uh, Caitlin. You can reach out to Caitlin too. And it's, it's K A I T L I N. Just saying. Yeah. And she is at K Pennington at crimecouple.com. So it's uh, K P E N N. I-N-G-T-O-N. Oh, you mean my first name's not even in it? No. And I but, just spelled yeah, it? Yeah, but what if they, but whenever they say, hey, Caitlin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you're right. You're right. So, yeah. But yeah, I really appreciate all the suggestions I got from people and just everyone who listened to it and, you know, gave feedback and compliments. I really liked it and I appreciated yeah. it. Yeah. It was cool. We appreciate anything. Subscribe, like it, share it. Or we'll kill you and then talk about the murder on oh, here. Oh, okay. That's not going to happen. But. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's weird. Okay. Wait, what kind of podcast is this? Uh, well, this isn't what I signed up for. Well, we're not going to do any of it. Hmm, okay. Okay. All right. Bye. See you next week. Bye.